Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ronnie's Reflections, episode 17. I'm in the office. I'm in a little different position. My desk is right there, but I've got this really comfy couch, and I thought, you know what? I'm in the mood to try something different, and I've been standing all day working my tail off, so welcome. Welcome to the down low. Welcome to Ronnie's Reflections, where people are apparently designing websites trying to be me. I'm just kidding. I uh, did a Google search before I started the episode because I wanted to see where Ronnie's Reflections would pop up at. And lo and behold, the first thing that pops up on Google is somebody's WordPress site, and they haven't posted to it since 2016. But then after that, ya boy, ya boy, ya boy is coming up in the Google. <laughs> so that's pretty great. Uh, not a Wildcat fan, if you're listening to the audio version. I'm looking at a coffee cup. I'm holding it up for the camera. Kansas State Wildcats. I love Tervis Cups. Um, really didn't plan on talking about Tervis Cups, but uh, since you asked, and since I'm drinking coffee out of a Wildcats Tervis Cup, I thought I'd mention it, that they're my favorite cups. They're double-walled. They have really great insulation. Um, I found this at a thrift shop. I found a lot of Tervis Cups at a thrift shop. But I'll save the, the thrift shopping news and discussion for a little bit later because there's lots of stuff to cover on this episode number 17. First of all, we need to talk about listener feedback. And the question of the week from last week was, how do you embrace your authentic self, even if it looks different from what others expect from you? I really struggled in answering this one. Uh, but I really liked what you guys came up with. So here's a couple of the responses. C&D Builds, our boy, putting out all of the content. Uh, I can't keep up with everything you're putting out there, Carter. It's, it's very impressive, and it's all good stuff. So if you guys are interested in Lego content, like Boyfriend and Girlfriend, they both kind of tag team and do stuff on there. He does movie and trailer reviews and reactions. Really cool stuff there. Really good guy. Uh, I'm going to be a guest on his podcast. I think that episode is probably coming out this week. Uh, it's called Meet the Minifig, and I had a lot of fun doing the interview with him. I think it's going to be a two-parter because I couldn't shut up. <laughs> he had ten questions to ask me, and just like on my Ronnie's Reflections, I yab, 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 yab. So I think it's going to be a two-parter, but yeah. C and D builds, YouTube and Instagram. Check them out. He said, I definitely think I found myself being more authentic recently due to rekindling of old hobbies, Lego, and being in a job that I don't like, Arborist. That has pushed me to work my hardest on the things I do like. I didn't know that about him, that he's an Arborist. That's pretty interesting. You look at somebody and you think, you don't think Arborist, I'll just say that. I, I, I don't know what I thought Carter, I thought Carter, I mean, I thought he was working in the movies already. I know he's gonna move towards that direction uh, and work in movies and star in movies and be this, this big time dude. Uh, but yeah, arborist, that's not something that would have uh, stuck out to me as a profession that I thought Carter was doing. But that's cool that he's uh, embracing his authentic self by getting more into Lego and, uh, you know, just kind of doing the arborist thing, whatever, whatever that looks like. <laughs> Next comment comes from one of my favorite people, Kelly Daniels. She said, I'm not sure I embrace my true self in a way you do. I give almost all of me to everyone else. She is right about that. I, I am not real good about that. I'm more 
introverted and I would say selfish. Kelly is the opposite of selfish. She goes on to say, it makes me happy to make others happy, see? But it's also incredibly draining when you are the one that shoulders the caretaking role. I need to do better about doing for me more. So yeah, it's all about balance. I need to do more for others. She needs to do more for herself. Somewhere if we can, you know, meet in the middle of all of that and our powers combined, <laughs> then, then maybe we actually have something. We've got like a, a complete human being there. Last comment this week comes from my friend, Dr. Green from across the pond. He said, I feel like I've always been quite good at accepting my authentic self. I always had a firm idea about my interests and who I want to be. Only time I would say that wobbled a little bit was at school, but then it was more a matter of hiding some of my geekiness rather than giving up on it. I can relate. I can relate. I was I was more of a jock, I guess, going through school, but I always liked alternative styles of music. I liked corn, I liked slipknot, and like this big ball chain necklace. And I guess I really didn't hide that stuff necessarily, but I never felt like I, I fit in any one group. But I also didn't feel like I had to hide that. I just kinda I just, I was just kind of my authentic self, and maybe that would have been a better explanation last week of how I did that and continue to do that. I just kind of do the things that I enjoy doing. And it sucks that, you know, at some points in our life, we feel like we have to hide that from people. And life, life gets so much simpler whenever you care less, I guess, of what people think of you, as long as that's, as long as it's not causing other people harm and you're doing things that you enjoy. And I can definitely say that that is firmly where I'm at at this point in my life. And it's awesome that everybody that commented this week uh, kind of feels the same way, that they're, it's a journey, it's a continuum, and we're making progress along that journey. So thank you all for your responses this week, your comments. Appreciate it. We have a new question of the week, and I'm, I'm excited about this one. It's a little bit different. Because <laughs> I think I feel like the other ones have been more reflective, more deep questions. This one is... It's not really deep, but it's also not surface level, especially depending upon the answers that you have. So the question this week is, what are five weird things that you like? The first four on my list were really easy, and I had to pause and think about my fifth one. I don't know why that was, but anyway, the first one on my list, the first weird thing that I like, the smell of a thrift shop and the scent that it leaves on clothing. I don't know what it is, but whenever I go to a thrift shop, I like that smell. It's like old, but not stale, not really mildewy. It's a weird smell, and it's very, very unique to thrift stores. I only associate it with thrift stores, and I feel like scent is a really strong tie to memory, and I can remember going to thrift stores back in high school, and they smelled the exact same. Like It, it almost instantly transports me 20 years ago, whenever I smell that smell, because I associate my earliest memories in a thrift store with being in high school. It's very odd, but yeah, I really like the smell of thrift stores, and I almost, this is kind of gross, <laughs> I almost don't like washing my thrift store clothing because I like that smell so much on the clothing. There you go, we're starting off with a bang on this one. The second weird thing that I like, taking a bite of food and then immediately taking a drink of something. 
And I think that this started in grade school. I can remember being in maybe third or fourth grade, and we had a YooHoo machine in the cafeteria. You could pay, I think it was 50 cents, and you could get a pretty good-sized can of YooHoo, and I did that about every day. Uh, even back then, I was a creature of habit with my meals. I always enjoy eating the same thing over and over and over again. Dang it, I spoiled my next one because that's my third weird thing that I like, but we'll just combine them together. So every day, uh, my mom would make me a crunchy Jif peanut butter and jelly sandwich on white bread. Every day, loved it. Uh, the other things would change sometimes. It would be Cheetos, sometimes Doritos. It was pretty consistent between those two though. Those are, those are kind of the like gold tier chips in my book. But I would take a bite of my peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you get like a dry mouth, right? Whenever you eat peanut butter, at least I do. And then I would immediately, while I was still chewing, take a drink of Yoohoo. And just the combination of the peanut butter, the jelly, the bread, the Yoohoo chocolate milk, and it made it so soft and so creamy and so delightful. <laughs> that I started doing that with, with like everything. Everything. So currently, I can only I can only say that I do that with maybe one thing on a daily basis, and that's eggs. I really, really enjoy like soft slash hard-boiled eggs, and I will eat an egg, like a whole egg, and then I'll take a drink of coffee. Coffee mixed with eggs, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's like the grown-up version of peanut butter and jelly and Yoohoo. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't need peanut butter and jelly anymore, unfortunately. I miss it. It's not keto-friendly. Dang it. But yeah, taking a bite out of something and then taking a drink right after it. Uh, I can't think of anything else offhand that I do that, but I do eat eggs every day and I love taking a sip of coffee while I still got the egg in the mouth. And I think it's it's because the eggs are kind of dry whenever they're hard or soft boiled, more so when they're hard boiled. And the liquid just kind of makes it all, I don't know, it's a hell of a combination. You should try it out if you haven't already. I think you look really weird, really gross doing it because you take that egg, like, and it's a whole egg, then you take a drink and you get, you know, the chipmunk cheeks going on, but it is it is quite delightful, I must say. It's a favorite. And then the third thing was eating the same thing over and over every day. I'm a creature of habit, and I like simple, and I like frugality with my meals. I have a hard time paying, I don't know, more than $5 for a meal. So, like, whenever I go and I look for meat, to smoke, I think about how many portions I can get out of that piece of meat. And if I can get $5, about $5 per meal out of that meat, then I feel like I'm doing really good. I don't know why that is. Uh, you, cheap, cheap is a word that you could use to describe me, I suppose, but I just don't really like spending a bunch of money on food. And it's really easy to spend a bunch of money on food. Whenever I was married, uh, I didn't do the cooking, I didn't do the grocery shopping, so I'll, I'll put that out there and, and thank you to my ex-wife for doing that stuff. But we were spending like $200 every week on food. Oh, and that adds up, obviously. 800 bucks a month for two people to eat really good food, really good meals. Uh, but I would, rather, I would rather spend my money on some different stuff, probably. So yeah, I eat the same thing over and over again. So I love buying in bulk, even though I don't live by a Costco or a Sam's Club. Um, I'll just get, like right now, every day, I have two eggs for breakfast at about nine o'clock. Wash it down with some coffee. 
For lunch, I have an upside down pizza. I've had that same lunch every day for probably two months now, and I'm still not tired of it. I make it a little different every now and then, but it's typically pepperoni, cheese. I really like putting smoked bacon on it currently, and a, a no carb tortilla, and chipotle mayo. That's it, and I have it every day. I have uh, pecans with every meal. Those are basically my favorite food. And a fat bomb, a slim fast keto fat bomb. I was making my own fat bombs, but I got pretty tired of that. And I think the portion control doing that was not maybe the best. These fat bombs are, I don't know, they're kind of pricey. They're like maybe 75 to 80 cents for each one. So that's kind of spendy, but again, it's good portion control. It gives me something sweet to eat. Have one of those with lunch, have one of those with dinner, have pecans with dinner and lunch. So really the only thing that changes is like the main course. So it's upside down pizza for lunch and then for dinner, some kind of smoked meat, some kind of smoked meat. Last night I fixed up some uh, smoked queso, just did a a pound of sausage, browned it up, and then uh, put that in the smoker along with a block of cream cheese and then a cup of shredded cheddar cheese. Delicious, delightful. Eat pork rinds with it. Um, I got a double pack of spare ribs. I will be smoking those probably tomorrow, I think. And yeah, I just kind of like rotate my proteins. So it's like, you know, I'm doing sausage right now. Well, I guess I'm doing pork back to back, but it's kind of different. Sausage, ribs. <laughs> I was looking for chicken thighs, but they're out of chicken thighs. I was bummed. Anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. All right. Another thing that is weird that I like. The movie Battlefield Earth, I think, is a fantastic film. Most people would probably not agree with me, and in fact, it it's always flummoxed me to find that people really don't like Battlefield Earth, and a lot of people think that it is one of the worst movies ever made. This is a movie that came out in the year 2000, if you're not familiar with it. It stars John Travolta, and the guy that was in Star Wars, he's got like the eye that's half-closed, he's black, really solid actor, I can't remember his name right now. He's in it as well. The premise is John Travolta and his alien race have enslaved the humans and the humans have to rebel and, you know, like take Earth back, essentially. I don't know if it's because it's about space. I I thought that it was really well acted. I thought the visuals were fantastic for the time period that it was created in. I like that movie. I will watch it still today if it comes on. In fact... If it's on Netflix, I'm going to watch that this evening, I think. Maybe. Possibly. I'll talk more about that a little bit later in the Stuff I Watched section. So those first four things, uh, they came they came pretty quick. So I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. But then the fifth one, I kind of struggled with. But I finally came up with something. The fifth thing that is weird about me is that I'm introverted but I enjoy making content, putting myself out to the world. And I think that that's probably because like I'm here by myself. It doesn't really feel like I'm doing anything crazy or being social, but I like putting content out there that nobody watches. (laughs) Although like 50 people clicked Ronnie's Reflections last week, that just astounds me. Thank you guys so much for watching, for commenting. And I love our little group of people that 
every week, week after week, they watch it and they comment, and it's just cool. It's cool for this introverted guy because that's that's my comfort level for interacting with people, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's just it's kind of a weird thing how introverted I am and how much I enjoy just being at home. But the fact that I like recording stuff and putting it out there for everyone to see, it's it's weird. It's different. I am kind of thinking about the danger, not really danger. Danger is a, a very strong word. But I've got business cards with my Ronnie Resell's name on them and like links to my YouTube page. And I'm wondering about handing those out locally and whether or not I want to do that. I really like how it seems locally that nobody knows about my YouTube other than other than Kelly, of course, and that nobody, you know, comments about it. It's not brought up. I think that I would I would be really uncomfortable if a lot of people started to know that I do this locally, especially like people at work. I definitely don't want people at work to know this is out. Not that I'm doing anything that's like bad or illegal or anything like that, but I don't know, just that just kind of gives me the the uncomfortable introverted heebie-jeebies thinking about people that I know locally that are not close friends uh, watching that. But I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> if it happens, it happens. So that's the question of the week. If you guys would do me the honor of telling me what are five weird things about you, I would love to read your comments and share them in next week's episode. Since I took a drink of coffee, how do you take your coffee? How do you fix it? How do you prepare it? Because I've got, I think, seven or eight different methods to make coffee. And I don't know that I prefer any of them more than my Keurig. I think my Keurig is my favorite because it's a combination of ease and a solid cup of coffee. It's very easy to pop that pot in there. The coffee stays fresh because it's sealed. It's very quick. There's no cleanup at all. Bad for the environment. Definitely a, a negative on that one. Today, this, this is French press. I decided to break the French press out. I've also got a Drip Ninja coffee maker that I like quite a bit. I make cold brew in the summer. I have not tried a mocha pot. If anybody's tried a mocha pot and you think that that's the bee's knees as far as coffee goes, let me know that. Uh, I've got a pour over. Pour over is fine. It's fine. To me, it's not any better than drip, and it's a lot more inconvenience. So let me know. How do you take your coffee? Two-parter question of the week there for you guys. Next section, stuff I watched this week. I've got three things to share with you, the first of which, it was awesome. It's a five. This is a five. Get ready for this, people. If you want to laugh your behind off and you enjoy improvisational comedy and you enjoy the sweet, sweet voice of Lego Batman himself, Will Arnett, you need to watch Murderville. This is a Netflix show. There's only six episodes. The premise is that um, there's a celebrity guest every week. They had the likes of Kim Jong. They had Sharon Stone, Conan O'Brien, a couple other people. Oh, Marshawn Lynch, and then two other folks. Like, all of the celebrity guests were really good. I think Marshawn, Marshawn was funny, but he cussed a lot. So if cussing isn't your thing, maybe skip the Marshawn Lynch episode and check out the other ones. But... Every single one of them, they they literally made me laugh out loud. So again, the premise is that the celebrity guest does not is not in on the gag. They don't have any lines. They don't know what's going on. They're 
uh, job is to improv and react to everything that is happening within the show. Whereas the host, Will Arnett, he is a cop. His name is Tommy Seattle, I think. Tommy Seattle. I might be. I might have the first name wrong. It's something. It's like Officer Seattle. He's the main guy, and every episode, the objective is to solve a murder. There's been a murder, I say. That's office reference for you. Um, yeah, <laughs> that'll happen. And uh, so they have to work together in order to solve the murder. Um, the chief of police tells the celebrity, hey, here's here's some things that you need to look out for. Here's some clues that were left at the crime scene. And so then they go around and they interview three different suspects, and then the celebrity has to determine who the murderer was. If they got it right, awesome. If they got it wrong, they're fired. They're out of here. And it's really fun. Like, it's hilariously funny because the celebrity guest most, most frequently cannot compose themselves, and they're just laughing the whole time, especially Kim Jong. He, he was just laughing the whole time. He was, <laughs> he was not in character hardly at all. And to me, that made it even funnier uh, in a way. So, uh, yeah, super awesome show. Six episodes. They're all about half an hour in length. I'm telling everybody that I meet, come across, whatever, to watch the show because I don't want Netflix to cancel it. It's really, really good stuff. I, I enjoy it. I think I nailed four out of the six murderers. So if you guys have watched the show, tell me your detective skills. Were you able to determine who all of the murderers were? I recommended that one to Kelly. Uh, I don't know if she's watched it very much at all. She hasn't talked about it. She recommended me a show. I don't know. Maybe maybe not so good. Not so hot. I'm willing to continue forward on it. It's called Raising Dion. It's a Netflix show. The premise of that one is that it's about a young boy and his mother. And the father has been killed. Michael B. Jordan plays the father. I think he's been killed. I'm only an episode and a half in. I think he was killed. I think so. Um, the boy has powers, and the mother does not. She's average, as far as I know. And uh, it just the but it seems like a CW show. Like the budget was was CW, and so the the computer graphics and stuff like that not so great. The tone of it, whenever there is humor, it it's all coming from the kid. So it's not really like the Marvel humor that you like with the superhero stuff. I don't know. I'm willing to give it three episodes. Uh, so I'll check back in next week and let you know if I'm liking it anymore. Kelly seems to think that it gets better as it goes on. And it is based on a comic book. So it does have that going for it. And there's two seasons of it out. So it's not going to just, you know, meander somewhere in the first season and then go nowhere. There is a second season. So Raising Dion. Other thing that I watched this week was more of what we do in the shadows. That's the vampire satire kind of office style show on the FX network, but I watch it on Hulu. It's hilarious. It's so good. This season, I think, is better than than last season. Um, Something very dramatic happened in episode nine. I won't spoil it. And thankfully, it wasn't the end of the season. There's another episode. So I need to figure out what happens in the next episode because... Something real bad happened, and uh, yeah, I need to make sure that everything is kind of status quo with what we do in the shadows for episode 10, but it's great. So that's everything that I watched this week. We'll move right into the games that I played. 
It's the exact same list from last week. Exact same. Pokemon Arceus, Dying Light 2. Uh, at this point, I've put 10 hours into Pokemon Arceus, and I am loving it. Uh, I'm playing it every night before bed, so I haven't watched as much stuff because I've been playing more Pokemon. And I am not sad about that at all. I love that game. It is a lot of fun. It's a turn off your brain, go out into the world, get some Pokemon, complete some objectives, find resources, craft items. I really enjoy it. It's, it's video game junk food. It's collecting. It's super fun. I like it. The graphics are a little bit better than GameCube era, I would say. But that, that's, it's just not detracting from it because there's just so much charm. And I think that that's, that's what I really love about Nintendo. Yeah, I love my, my high graphic games with 60 frames per second and 4K. I love that. I get that with Dying Light. But I also love my Nintendo games because, I don't know, they're just, they just remind me of my childhood. And, and uh, years of yesteryear. Times of yesteryear. When things were uh, easier. More innocent. I don't know. It's a great game. I, I really dig it. Uh, highly recommend that game. And they just announced a new Pokemon. So I guess if it's an open world concept like Arceus, I'll probably get that one too. I, I don't see myself slowing down on Arceus anytime soon. I'm in it. I'm going to collect them all. I'm going to do it 10 hours in. I think most people are going like 50, 60 hours on this game. I'm happy that I have an excuse to play my Switch because there's a lot of a lot of games that uh, I play and that I just kind of lose interest in. But the Switch is so convenient. My God, I love the portability factor of that thing. To be able to play it in my bedroom, I've got a separate dock in my bedroom. I bought a third market dock. But I just like playing it handheld. Like I've got a little green pillow that I put on my chest. I've got them all propped up in bed and I just hold it like this. And it's so comfortable. The joysticks feel amazing. It's a little bit small. I do have a grip. Uh, for the for the joysticks, really for the whole switch that it fits into. Ah, it's nice, and it's got me thinking that I want one of them switch OLEDs now. I really don't need that, but like if I could find one for three hundred fifty dollars, and I wouldn't have to pay tax on it because I've got that tax exemption from Walmart now. If I could find one, I would probably pull the trigger on it. Especially since I forgot to write this down, I got a five hundred dollar bonus for my work this week out of the clear blue sky. They. Uh, I don't remember what they called it. It was like a pandemic bonus or something like that. I, I guess they got some extra money from the government, so they gave all full-time employees $500. I was like, okay, sweet. What can I spend this on? <laughs> Switch OLED. I put it in my savings account. I was a good boy. Uh, yeah, and then went to Walmart and spent a lot of money on resale. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Dying Light 2, I checked my playtime. I was up to 32 hours as of two days ago, I think, so I'm probably closer to 40 hours now. I thought that I had beaten the game earlier today because it, it fooled me. It, it played like the uh, harmonious in-game kind of music that you might expect, but then it was like, nah, here's another mission. Go forth and enjoy more zombie slaying. So I will, and I will, and I will. Uh, there's so much stuff to do in that game. And it is just, it's fun. The side missions continue to be super engaging, the the characters. I don't think I have a mission that stuck out to me this week like I did last week, the side missions. Yeah, there's not really one that sticks out to me, but they're all good. 
it's all fun to do. The parkour is amazing. Uh, runs a buttery smooth 60 frames per second on the Series X. Looks incredible. Plays incredible. Slicing zombies. Crafting stuff. Love it. Dying Light 2. Other stuff and things. Let's get into the last topic for the day. How long am I going here? Does I have a running counter on this thing? Yeah, 28 minutes. Okay. I don't know how we're doing. I bet, it, I bet the audio would be much better if I was this close. Ooh, it's peaking whenever I'm this close, though. I've got an external boom mic set up on this, so I'll be very interested to see how the audio is. But this is pretty cozy. I don't know how you guys are, are feeling about it. Another thing you can comment on. Do you like the virtual background, or do you like this better? What do you What do you like? Tell me. Tell me the stuff and things. I'm guessing it's probably going to be whichever one sounds better. Hmm? Hmm? Hmm. Other stuff and things. I thought that I would just kind of explain what a typical day of working from home looks like for me. I don't know. That might be fun to, to talk about and explain and to remember back upon fondly if I ever don't get to work from home again. So, oh my gosh, I forgot to set the scene for you guys on where we're at and what we're doing and what day it is and all that stuff. So, uh, so to set the scene for you guys, it is Sunday. Uh, it's a beautiful day in Kansas, 55 degrees, sun is shining. I was outside a little bit earlier today burning trash, <laughs> but since then I have not been outside. I've been working my butt off in the basement on different stuff and things. So anyway, uh, back into a typical day of working from home. Uh, my alarm goes off at 6.30. I get out of bed. My coffee maker is already heated up. Once again, I do the Keurig first thing. Usually go with a nice strong French roast for the first cup of the day. Uh, go into the living room, watch some YouTube. Here lately, it's been a lot of reselling vlogs uh, of people going into stores. And I found that information very helpful because there's so many things that you can just really easily overlook when you go into a thrift store and just have no idea that there's actually profit to be made. And so I've been watching those videos to kind of educate myself and that's been great. And also here lately, I've really been enjoying watching Greg and his family, his uh, vlogs that he's been making about his family trip to Disney World. Super good stuff, as per usual. And other stuff that I watch, in the, that's really about it. 1000, I guess. I watch 1000 on YouTube. Richard Mincy, anytime he puts a video out, I'm watching that, trying to keep up with C&D builds. Lots of content there. My buddy Scott. Uh, who else? Those are like the normal rotation, I would say. My camera overheated, so I had to restart it, so I'm kind of paranoid that it's gonna shut off again. I probably need to change uh, like what it captures in. Maybe I should have it capture in 1080p. If you guys even like this format, it might sound like garbage, I don't know. It's fun to try new things. I always like to try new things. As evidenced by my work computer being here in the office. So then uh, I watch YouTube TV until about 7.30, go in the bathroom, brush the teeth, get ready for the workday. I am at my workstation no later than 8 o'clock. I, I believe in time theft. I believe that that's a thing, and that's not something that would feel good for me to do to my company. So I work my allotted hours throughout the day. I know that you probably are thinking, yeah, right, you're taking all kinds of breaks, you're working on your store, you're going thrifting. No, like that stuff really wears on me. And I can't, I can't do that stuff. So, from eight to four o'clock, I am on Greenbush time, and I'm, I'm doing my day job. 
So eight o'clock rolls around. Typically on Monday is the day that I'll record an EdTech quick tip video, which is two to five minutes usually in length, just of me demoing and highlighting something cool that teachers could use. That goes out on YouTube. We put it on our Greenbush Vimeo page. I put it on my EdTech Academy website. Uh, if you're interested in seeing those, they are on YouTube under my name. I think Ronnie Williams, if you just search that, I think you can see those, but they are very much education and teacher related. So do be aware of that. <laughs> but if you're curious what they look like and kind of the stuff I do for my day job, that's, that's an example of that. Uh, different meetings throughout the day here lately. They've got me doing a lot of training on uh, a customer resource management tool called HubSpot. So we'll do uh, different meetings with different departments uh, throughout the day on that. Uh, do evaluations for the Greenbush Virtual Academy teachers that I'm in charge of. There's seven of them uh, that I've got to kind of help out and support. I do technology professional development support for every teacher in the Greenbush Virtual Academy, which is like 50 or so of them. And then there's just like random questions that come in from teachers all over the state, random questions from people at Greenbush. Hey, I really want a tech tool that does this. So I'll make a little short video. I use Loom to record these short videos and respond to them and help people out. Uh, other than that, there's not a whole lot of in-person meetings that happen. Uh, this past week I was in a school district that was three and a half hours away. So occasionally I will go out and travel and do like an overnight stay like I did for that one do professional development and then travel home. I get uh, reimbursed mileage for uh, my traveling. All of the hotels and food and stuff like that the company pays for. It really is a dream job. I couldn't imagine being any happier with my work. I really, really love it. I really appreciate the fact that I'm able to work from home. I feel like I'm more productive than I've ever been in my life. And yeah, like it's just that kind of stuff all day from eight until four o'clock, I take about a half hour lunch break uh, where I go and you know eat lunch, watch some Netflix, chill out for a half an hour, get off my feet because I do use a standing desk and I stand all day long while I'm working. I don't even have a, chair, a desk chair uh, in here at the moment. I've got like a, a bar stool chair that I can kind of take a load off for a couple of seconds. But uh, yeah, most of the time I'm standing and uh, yeah, my back really hurts at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of standing. Uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of what a typical day at work, work from home looks like for me. Uh, the next thing, reselling. All right, the camera shut off again, so I changed the quality now to just HD format. So it's not in 4K. Let me know if the quality is just real, real bad now. And I'm interested to see if the camera is still going to overheat. Hopefully it's recording. Are we recording? Looks like we are, yep. <laughs> uh, it's trying new things is fun. So uh, the next thing that I wanted to talk about was my resale expansion. I've had some adventures this week, and more specifically yesterday, I had one hell of a good day for reselling. I had to take Beckett back to his mom at 9.30, and my plan was to go on a little thrifting tour day southeast Kansas. I was gonna hit up Parsons, which is 15 minutes from my home. I was gonna hit up Altamont, which is 35 minutes from my home. I was gonna hit up Independence, which is about probably 35 to 45 minutes from my home, but like in kind of a different direction. I was gonna make a triangle, basically. That was my plan, but my plan 
quickly changed when I realized that the Thrift Store in Parsons, which was going to be my first stop, did not open until 10 a.m. So I dropped Beckett off at 9.30. I thought, oh, well, I've got a little bit of time to kill. I'll just swing by Walmart, see if I can find anything in the clearance aisle. Went to the clearance aisle, immediately found a couple of G.I. Joe figures that I knew were $13 new that had dollar clearance tags on them. I was like, oh, great, you know, I'll grab these. I didn't get a shopping cart. But then I went around the clearance aisle, the backside of the aisle that faces the garden center, because I had seen toys there before. And sure enough, holy shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I found some of the best deals on the toys that I've ever found in my life, and I went bananas crazy. My heart started racing, and I immediately went to the front of the store as fast as I could walk without looking like I was running away from somebody. Because I knew in my in my heart of hearts that somebody was going to take all of those goodies that I found. The first thing that I spotted was Lego City Advent calendars for nine dollars. So I was I was booking it. Got that card. I was booking it. I even like started walking in and I was like, oh no, this guy's a reseller. He's a reseller. He's going to get my stuff before I get there. He went to the pharmacy. Not a reseller. So I went to the toys and proceeded to absolutely stuff my shopping cart. I couldn't fit another thing in that shopping cart, literally. I left some stuff on the shelves that there was some really good profit to be had. I didn't have another shopping cart and I didn't really know what to do. So I just filled it as, as much as I could. Uh, these Beyblade sets, there were I think 20 of them in total on the shelves. They were a pretty good size. Originally retailed for $45, I got 10 of them for seven bucks a piece. Little Beyblade toys, originally 10 bucks, I got 15 of them for $1.50 to $2 a piece. I think I reviewed all of this in another video that'll come out a little bit later this week just to kind of show you everything that I got. So if you're interested in seeing that haul in detail, check that out. Uh, Lego Marvel Advent Calendars, 15 bucks a piece. It was amazing, it was epic. And so my mindset switched while I was looking at those toys on clearance because some of those toys were really big, would cost a lot of money to ship, and a lot of profits would get ate up. But earlier in the week, I went to a local thrift store in Chanute called Sale On. Well, really the main store is called The Yard Sale. She's got another store called Sale On that's right next door. But I went to this store and I asked her, I said, "Can like, do you have booths of it? Like I noticed that there's a lot of different people that are selling here. Do you rent out spots or how does that work? She said, oh yeah, we've got, we've got all kinds of spots. I've got some really good ones that are going to come open. One that's next door, sale on. It's going to be $30 a month and I don't take any commission fees. $30 a month, you don't take any commission fees. I can put my stuff in your store and I don't have to be there. And you're going to give me all of the money that I make from that. That sounds like a no-brainer. At the beginning of the week, I thought, you know, I'll take the paperwork home, look over it, just kind of think about it. Uh, but then whenever I went to Walmart yesterday and I found all of that clearance, I thought, why not? I'm just, I'm going to try it out. And if the worst comes to worse, I've got all these toys at a, a bargain basement price. I'll still make money being able to ship them on, uh, on eBay. I mean, the advent calendars are e easy ships, but so... Long story short, after my uh, my 
adventure at Walmart. I went to uh, Altamont to that other thrift store, bought $80 worth of stuff, and filled up my car. I couldn't put anything else in my car, so at that point it was like, well, I'm not going to Independence, at least not right now. So I went home, was trying to decide what I was going to do with the rest of my day, and uh, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go to Chanute because that store is open on Saturday, and I'm going to get a booth rented. So I went in there, talked to her. She showed me a couple of different options. Her main store, uh, she does have a booth opening up soon, but it was going to be $40 a month. And I didn't think it was as conducive to larger toys as the booth that I wound up getting. So I'm going to have a retail spot. I'm really excited about that. Just another potential avenue for me to sell products. And uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's really cool. I don't know if I'll make money off of it. Uh, today I was in the basement working and getting stuff ready because March 1st is the day that I can move stuff in. And today is the 27th. So by my calculations, that's Tuesday. And again, today is Sunday. I think I might have said that I was recording this on a Saturday. It's Sunday. Uh, sorry about that. Misleading. My gosh. Fake news. So yeah, I don't have much time and I couldn't find any price tags. She wants price tags that hang on it and you just like tape the hanging price tag to it and that's how she keeps track. You put your booth number on it, the price in a description and, and then she she writes it down in her book and then gives you money at the end of the month, I guess. I guess that's how it works. I don't know. So yeah, I've been working all morning, all day. Uh, and then like yesterday afternoon as well, filming videos for the Ronnie Resells YouTube channel. Finally got another subscriber. That's cool. Up to 25. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, film videos there. Just went through thrift store stuff. Put stuff in the laundry. Just kind of get stuff organized. All of those uh, things that I bought at Walmart, they all had clearance stickers on them. So I had to use a little heat gun to heat up the stickers and peel off the stickers so there wasn't any nasty sticker residue on there and yeah I went through everything kind of got it ready uh, looked up prices as to as far as like what they were retailing for what they were going on eBay so my strategy was to price it below what eBay was asking uh, just so people feel like they get a good deal but I also feel like I'm maximizing my profits as well because I'm not paying 13% on each transaction like I do on eBay I don't have to worry about shipping anything so there's no money getting ate up there. I think it's it's a win as long as I can get people that are interested in buying toys in that in that shop and figuring out that uh, my stuff is in there. So I'm excited. I'm stoked. I can't wait to see how good it does. Maybe it does terrible, and if it does terrible and I don't sell anything, I'm out thirty bucks. No big deal. It's worth worth a shot. So that is kind of everything I think that's going on in the resale adventure. I've been selling a lot more of my used clothing this week. I've got a, t I've got like six or seven offers on stuff that I listed within the last week, I think. And I'm contemplating, you know, should I accept these offers? Because the offers are not bad. Typically, they're maybe 5 to $10 off of my asking price. But it's like, am I leaving 5 to $10 on the table? Or am I declining these offers and nobody else is going to come along for months? So I'm, I'm struggling with the mindset of should I just try to move stuff as rapidly as I can instead of maximizing profits? Because whenever I list something on eBay, I look up kind of what it's going for 
and I list mine like towards towards the bottom because I want stuff to move fast anyway. So it's it's just a guessing game, you know. You don't know whether or not something's going to sell for full price or not. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. I, I I love reselling. I've put a crap ton of hours into it. Uh, so anybody looking to get into the game, you got to work. It takes a lot of hard work to to get into it and to make those profits. But again, just like this stuff, if you enjoy doing it, then it doesn't feel like work. I think there's there's a saying my old superintendent used to say that if you enjoy your work, then you never work a day in your life. You enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. Something along those lines. And I really enjoy reselling, really enjoy creating the content. Last item on our list today, I don't know if you guys, uh, this is a Chromebook. I got this uh, for uh, work-related things, uh, as in my company gave it to me. Very handy, it's a touch screen. Uh, it's just an HP, it's pretty slow but uh, the battery lasts forever in it. My MacBook Pro that I've got, the poor battery in that just doesn't last, so I've been enjoying using this, and it is a touchscreen, so hooray Chromebooks. I think this was only like $100, and it's, it's good enough, but our last topic, my favorite topic in the whole world, Mr. Beckett James Williams. Something that I've noticed about Mr. Beckett this past week um, that he started doing, I wanna say maybe the week before, is that he randomly will just come and give me big long hugs and snuggles. His little workstation is in the kitchen. He loves sitting at the bar in the in the high bar stools, uh, watching YouTube, playing with Lego, drawing. Uh, I got him this little like art stand thing. I don't know if I talked about this last week, but on one side it's chalkboard, on the other side it's a whiteboard, and it's also got a real long roll of paper that you can have on it. And he just sits there and he watches stuff on YouTube and he'll draw whatever he sees on YouTube. And then uh, here lately, he's just been like pausing his show and he'll come into the living room and he'll get up in my chair with me and just give me a big old hug and just sit there. Like he won't say anything. So sweet. And he'll just sit there for, I don't know, two or three minutes. And then without saying a word, he just gets up and goes back <laughs> to the kitchen and just keeps on doing his thing. We do lots of stuff together. I mean, obviously you guys see that in the vlogs, but we've got kind of our, you know, like separate activities that we do as well. Uh, so that's really sweet that he does that. And he still loves uh, like snuggling every night before bed, same, same bedtime routine, you know, uh, poop and pee, shower, brush the teeth, read books, snuggle in bed. And the snuggles have been a little bit longer here lately. Uh, he decided one night that he really wanted a Bowser plush. So got on the phone while we were sitting there snuggling, ordered him a Bowser plush. It showed up on Thursday this week, I think. And he got, he got that. And then he wanted, he wanted me this week. He wanted me to get my own Bowser plush so that we could battle, of course. So he's got this cool blue looking one with like the crazy orange hair and like red eyes. He wanted me to just get the classic. Cause he's like, dad, you're old school. You need the classic Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so cute. So, of course, I obliged. Uh, I gave him three different, I found three different uh, Super Mario toys for him at Target whenever I was traveling around. So I gave him those. He was pretty stoked on those. He didn't play with them hardly at all. I don't know if he's kind of moving away from that. But he's just drawing so much. Like, that is that is his thing right now is just drawing and drawing and drawing. He loves that whiteboard because he'll draw something crazy cool on it. Then he'll erase, or he'll have me come and look at it. That's another thing he's doing. 
he comes and finds me no matter where I'm at. I could be in the bathroom, go into the bathroom, and he'll come in there and he'll be like, doing this. He wants me to grab his hand. He grabs my hand and he pulls me, like actively pulls me, and takes me into the kitchen and shows me what he's drawn, talks about it. I build him up, I pull him up. Dude, that's the coolest drawing ever. That's the best Godzilla. That's the best Mario. That's the best Larry. That's the best Siren Head. Whatever it is that he draws, it's the best. And he's always just like, yep, just like shaking his head. You can tell that he, he likes the, the positive feedback. And I am more than happy to give it to him. <sighs> My boy is growing up. It's crazy. He's going to be six years old this summer. He's going to be in kindergarten next year. Full days of school. No more daycare. It's crazy. I got a Snapchat memory today of him when he was six months old. He was uh, laying on the rug in the living room and he was crying. And the pug that we had at the time, he, the pug is still alive. She just lives with uh, the ex-wife. She was howling. She was going, oh, and she never did that. <laughs> it was so funny. So funny. Uh, so I think with that, wrapping it up on my favorite topic of the week, that's how I like to finish off. Thank you so much for joining me on Ronnie's Reflections, episode 17. You guys have a lot of homework. We've got question of the week, five weird things that you like, feedback on whether or not you like kind of the uh, armchair expert look here. Hopefully the audio sounds okay. How do you take your coffee? Um, there was other something else as well. Dang it, what was it? I don't know. Hopefully you guys remember and you can comment on that. But yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. I can't wait to read your comments on the weird stuff that you like and the coffee and all of that other good, good, good stuff. Uh, don't have too much crazy stuff going on this week. A little different schedule with Beckett. I'm going to have him on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then not Thursday because I've got an overnight trip uh, for work on Thursday, but then I'll be back on Friday. So pretty much a typical uh, week of work for me. And yeah, I guess I'm going to make a trip over to Chanute to uh, post up my reselling stuff. So that'll be super fun. Hope you guys have an incredibly awesome week, and I will see you in the next one. Bye. 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 Elder Bud's YouTube. Now it's your